Hey y'all, welcome to the podcast where a group of friends do life together. We'll discuss it all from burpees to barbecue to baby wigs and everything in between, all while honoring the Lord and filling our lives with lots of laughs. Hey y'all, it's Bailey. Um, If you listened to last week's episode, you know that we actually split the topic um, and the conversation that we had in two. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I would recommend you go back and listen to that first because this um, second part, this episode this week actually is a continuation of that conversation. Um, So listen to that, then listen to this, and we're so glad you're here. Um, I think within that, and I have it as a separate point, but I think it definitely kind of piggybacks off of it, um, intentionality around your mental health. Um, I know we talked last episode about toxic thinking. Um, I think one, being able to be vulnerable about that. I know that in maybe the church sometimes, in maybe America in general and South saying like, oh, I'm struggling with this. Oh, I'm just, that's looked at as a weakness and not an illness, you know? And um, my sweet, beautiful, lovely friends here had a conversation with me a couple weeks ago. Um, I've always been a person who, I hate to say struggles with anxiety. I've just always been an anxious person and I didn't realize it. Um, like I did not realize like as a child, a lot of the like concerns and worries and overthinking that I had wasn't normal because it just, it was happening in my head. I assumed everybody, you know, felt like throwing up every time they walked into a room they'd never been in before. turns out that's not the case. Um, and so I just hadn't thought a whole lot about it and I've been under, you know, a decent bit of stress concerning, you know, several situations and these sweet ladies, basically point out that maybe I wasn't handling my anxiety as well as I thought I was. And, and if you could see Meg's face right now, you would, you would recognize. It's the face of a winner. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I realized like my anxiety that I thought I was handling, not anxiety, but my concerns or whatever, um, were coming out in other ways physically. Like I cannot sleep. I have, you know, nightmare, like, my sh- shaking, that, that sounds weird. My bouncing or fidgeting or whatever you want to call it had gotten to the point that, you know, it was just... You could just physically see manifestations of yes. on you. Yes. And that had not been the case six right. months ago. Um, and so I finally... And, like, I'll tell you, I will, I will be honest. I chose to go to a um, counselor... And I have literally had her name written down on my, like, to-do list on and off for probably the last five years because I knew having an outside perspective could help. Um, Not that she's going to tell me anything, you know, overwhelmingly, but, like, so much of what I'll say something, she's like, yeah, that's blah, blah, blah. But just having a perspective that is not your friends or your family or whatever that is so deep in the trenches with you. And I kept not calling that number or making an appointment because of pride. Like, I know I didn't want to have to be like, sorry, I can't go today. I have a, you know, therapy appointment or whatever. Um, And so after that little situation where my heart beat and heart was racing, just standing there, 
um, in uh, in class changes, I was sitting out in the hall and my heart rate was like, I don't know, 110 or something stupid, just standing there like you'd think I'd run a race. I thought, we probably need to get some help. And so I, I did. I'm only a little bit in, but it's, I mean, it's not anything weird, you know, juju stuff, like what you would think. I do not lay down on a couch. <laughs> Somebody asked me that. They're like, well, do you have to... Do you have to I lay down? She does have a couch, and I'm assuming I could lay down, but she she might be like, "What are you doing?" Um, <laughs> it's just it's mental health. I think is something once again, especially for women, we kind of push to the side. Like, oh, I'm just stressed. I just, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's slowly changing. I do. Too. I agree. With um, that. I think this next this younger generation. Mm-hmm are going to benefit so much from that stigma yeah. changing because you guys like in, in schools like me in higher education, like mm-hmm. it is readily available yes. to anyone, everyone yes. in town. And I think that that changing is going to yes. help so many more young people get healthier yes. mentally yes. sooner rather than later. And I think it almost has because some people, I mean, once again, like you said, being in schools, People use that as an excuse and a crutch for absolutely everything. But this idea that just, like, it doesn't have to be this big, oh, I only need help or need to focus on my mental health. Not even help, just focus on my mental health. If I have a really bad problem, like, whatever, I'm depressed or bipolar or something like Like, no, we all have mental health because you have a brain in your head, hopefully. Um, and so being healthy within that is just as important as being healthy in your body. Like that too, we just don't view it that way sometimes. And I don't know, I I was almost in a weird way convicted once I went of like, like I'm not taking care of what God has given me. Mm -hmm. Like I know I'm supposed to take care of my body and I act like my mind's not a part of that. Mm -hmm. Like my body is his temple and I literally act like my mind isn't included. And that's, I don't know, just, and like I said, it doesn't have to be some big, you know, rah, rah, we all hold hands and we, you know, whatever, like you, <laughs> this isn't Frasier. Um, but I mean, it's just nice to have that outside perspective and just that outside reminder. And personally, um, I chose somebody who is Christian based because I think you need to be very, very careful who feeds into you and pours into you. Um, and if they are not doing it from a faith based perspective, um, like, let's be honest, your faith should pervade every part of your livelihood. Um, and so I would be very, very careful about that. Um, I know people are limited by like insurance and stuff but that to me was very important um because I can go in and say you know this is what the Lord has taught me this week and it does feed into you know being worried or being anxious or you know whatever um and once again just like working out it's not a magical fix you don't just but I don't know it I've been very very convicted well, I think just like we talked about last week with the toxic thinking and things like that. I mean, at the very core, you know, wrangling in those thoughts or whatever, that is being intentional about yeah. your mental health. Like, yeah. you, it, you don't necessarily have to have a 
personal trainer right, to be right. somebody who goes to the gym and exercises. So yeah, you don't yeah. necessarily have to have a counselor to be somebody who's intentional about your mental health. You have to be a person who is trying to grow themselves into a better person. Um, and so, uh, you know, that that in and of itself is um, something to it. And I like that concept of like, for example, going to the gym. Yes, could I go work and walk out by myself? Yes, could I? But like, I know myself well enough to know that I will not. I've told y'all before on this podcast, when we did COVID, I would turn off my camera when we did Zoom workouts. Whenever Meg would ask us to do something I didn't want to do. Um, I go to classes because I know I need that. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually talk, not here, just like in our friendship, about how, like, I mean, about five years ago, my less fair, more glitter, um, journey that I started, I started reading books, I started listening to podcasts about this concept of like untangling all this like overthinking negative thoughts, all that. And I kind of gotten to the point where I, I'd done all I could by myself, if that makes sense. And I think part of that is recognizing that mm-hmm. as well, um, to say, okay, I know I can't do this journey by myself, or I know that, you know, I've done as much as I can by myself. And I, I would benefit from a little something else. Um, and maybe for you, you know, the first step is pick up a book about, you know, whatever, Boundaries by Dr. Cloud or, you know, something like that. Something that just kind of gets you more aware of self because I think that's a huge thing that we are learning kind of impacts everything. I was going to say being willing to... yeah recognize it and then being willing to deal with it and grow from it yes but you have to be willing to be you have to be intentional (laughs) yes to 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 do that um because if you're not ready to deal with it or willing to even look at it or understand it like those thoughts or whatever Mm -hmm. then you know nothing's going to change yeah yeah i agree with that okay anything else on mental health Okay, kind of rolling on. I did these in a good order. Um, goals and dreams. I mean, or I, I don't know, like goals, dreams, like intentionality behind that. Um, I know, I don't know, maybe when you're younger, goals and dreams, you could think of more. Like, I kind of find us doing this podcast to be like one of the first big, like, goals or dreams that I've had in a long time. Yeah. Well, I kind of thought about the podcast in that section as well because showing intention as to like, okay, try to do a little bit of research on the topics or whatever before we come in so you're not just mm-hmm. sitting, <laughs> waiting for inspiration. Right, 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 right. You can actually put forth a little bit of effort in it and, and the time that it all mm-hmm. takes to do everything is just show intention with that. I don't really have like a dream. <laughs> I mean, that's awful as that sounds. Cool, Meg. Meg, I can see it. you got a big one. What is it? I joke all the time with my kids at school that I don't know what I want to be when I grow up yet. Huh? And they they all look at me like, but you're old. <laughs> I'm like, it's a joke. Like, I don't know. I think, um, so, you know, I, I live in Hasburg now, but I'm not from Hasburg. Um, grew up in Big Level on a farm and loved the sunsets down there. First, you know, when I moved up here, I didn't really want 
didn't necessarily think that I was ever really going to go back. But life changes, and you kind of start to get this. I kind of started to get this dream of, like, that's where I would want to kind of spend those sunset years. You know, like, um, it, it, it becomes more important to me or whatever. Um, so it, so it kind of has grown into, like, a dream of mm -hmm. being able to, like, be a part of that community again, be a part of, um, like, home and my family down there again and things like that. Um and that was kind of a dream that I didn't really, like, speak out loud for a while. Um, but randomly, um, one of our neighbors to our farm, um, close friends with my dad, said, like, you know, hey, I'm about to sell some land or whatever down there. My dad then came to my brother and I and was like, you know, hey, I just happen to know, like, Y'all are getting to the point where you're more established in your careers and stuff like that. You know, would it ever be anything that you want to do to, like, buy some property down here or whatever? Um, and so it was almost like like a dream I didn't really even know I had mm -hmm. until it became something that, like, popped up or whatever. Um, and there was a blueberry farm, yes. <laughs> you know, on it. And um, we were able to keep some. And it's just kind of grown, and it, it, it kind of grows in, like, within you, I guess. Um, but like, I had to be really intentional. I mean, buying, you know, my brother and I actually like kind of went the grown up route and we created a company that like we can kind of funnel this through just to kind of help us a little bit, um, in the long run. But the bottom line is, um, we spend a lot of time having a lot of very intentional conversations because in doing that, when you attach yourself as an adult to, to things like that, you know, we had to have conversations for that business plan of like, well, what happens if something happens to you? Like, who gets our piece, you know, in this? And what happens if you want to get out, but I don't? Or if something happens to right. you financially, like, what happens then? And and at the same time, this piece of property is attached to um, family land, and it, it, then it becomes like a tradition type thing. And so having those conversations and being very intentional. Um, and then just the intentionality of actually making that dream happen. That's a big chunk of money associated yeah. with um, property like that. Um, and so there have been a lot of no's that I've had to say this year. Um, some people may not believe that because, you know, I've gone on some trips and done some stuff like that. Um, but to make my dreams and goals a reality over these last several years, like, what you may not know is that, like, I make a lot of sacrifices financially. Um that a lot of times single people don't have to make. You know, right. single people with a decent job, people think that we can do whatever. Yeah. Um, but to be able to be put myself in a position where when this opportunity came up and my dad was like, hey, you want to purchase this land? Um, and it's a big chunk of land. And right now it's partially a blueberry uh, grove. Because my, me and my sister-in-law fought really hard to keep some blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> we fought really hard. Um, um, but it's also, like, we have cattle on it, you know, things like that. But, you know, in my heart of hearts, I know, like, if anything happens to me, I can build a house and I'm at home, you know. Um, and so that was really, I had to be really intentional in being able to pay for that and cultivate that. So, I don't know. That That's kind of the yeah. closest, like, dream 
goal, maybe, or so that I've had in the last little bit. I go ahead. No, you go. Mine's gonna be a tangent. So <laughs> you go first. Mine might be too. Okay, that's okay. Um, I think my dreams and goals are different than they were obviously when I was 20 I think they're still like kind of like you said like unfolding before mm-hmm. my eyes like as I, I know I spoke um at an event with our youth group girls at church and I don't know how many girls were there I mean it wasn't a ton but just getting to share my story and share my passion for um fitness and what it means for me to to be healthy not to look a certain way but to be your best version of yourself which I know I already said but that I love doing that and like that has become a passion my fitness classes um have become a passion and those are I don't know I just have I would love to be able to do something with that um eventually I love teaching like I love my 10th graders too but goodness just the joy and the the I don't know passion I have for the fitness part of my life which if you would have known me when I was 20 like your girl was not into fitness um (laughs) So I just, I don't know, that dream is kind of like, I feel like it's there and the Lord is kind of showing me, like, he's been teaching me, hey, like, you're capable of doing this. You, I, I wrote your story the way I did mm-hmm. so that you would have this certain, you know, story to tell. And um, I think I'm still learning that, but I think there are, I do have goals and dreams. I don't know exactly what they are, but something, yeah. you know, tied into into that. And I guess my ultimate dream would be to run the Disney Princess Marathon at Disney World. But it's expensive. Oh, good. And I can't run. Me marathon. neither. If we can walk, then I can wear a crown. Do you know how long it takes to walk a marathon? <laughs> we'd be at Disney World. We have to right. run some. Like a slow trot? <laughs> you gotta just stay in front of the blue yeah. ladies. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we can walk. We'll talk. We can walk. <laughs> They're going to leave me behind. As long as I the, have my friends. The one I would love you so fast is I would love you behind. What'd you say? I said, she said, you're leaving behind. I said, I love that you think you'd be the one to yeah, leave behind. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I just think it would be so fun. And just, like, what a cool thing to do. Like, I, we're signed up to do a 5K. We I'm are. I'm super pumped about that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super pumped about that. I'm oh. so pumped that you're pumped. <laughs> I love supporting friends. Speaking of goals and dreams. I don't know. I just, I think I have a dream tied into that fitness or something. I just don't. It's just still unfolding it before my eyes. And the Lord is still growing and showing me things with it. And, I, that and I think that that's, that's a good point to make. Like, sometimes the intentionality yeah. is just to know that, like, a dream or a goal can come at any point yes. in your yes. life, yes. and it can be unclear to start mm-hmm. with. And a lot of times, the intentionality of just saying "Yes, I'm interested in that" or "Yes" to speak an engagement, and then when you get there, you start to recognize the passion yeah. that mm-hmm. that brings or the joy that it brings. I mean, same thing. Like, you know, my dad. My dad really wants us to be back home in Big Love. Right. Like, he wants all of his kids. Like, you know. He, it would be okay with him if we all lived under his roof and he got to see us all the time. And, you know, he just, like, loves that. But he simply was making known to us something that he knew our life stages were now open yeah. to. Like, we had been working long enough. We probably had the resources yeah. to even consider that. Right. He wouldn't have told us that, you know, if we were both in college or anything right. like that. 
But just because we were able to listen to that and say, you know, yeah, I, I, I'd like that, that started opening up more doors. And so I think, I think that you don't necessarily have to have a, a dream written down right. on a sheet of paper or your big three, you know. Um, like I used to in college say, first time I get rich, a.k.a. just the first time I have money, I wanted to buy an old vehicle. Like I just, I love nostalgia of that. Uh-huh. I've not done that yet. Second time I wanted to buy a house. Well, I bought that because I realized I had to have somewhere to live to work. <laughs> you know? Like, um, and the third time I wanted to, like, open a restaurant and, you know, but, like, there is a part of me that now I look at that land and I'm like, we could, I could, I could open up, like, a coffee shop or a restaurant in Big Level. And I think, um, <laughs> Within that concept of why your dream's unfolding, something I've come to realize is the intentionality within the dream of the moment you're in. And what I mean by that is, I want, for example, to get married, like I do. But I have come to realize that, like, in the seasons of growing those dreams, the Lord has said, you know, okay, then be intentional in your growth now. Like... Be intentional in making yourself healthy. Be intentional in understanding how other people function. Um, be, like, there's so much that pours into, I think, the dreams and goals and all, that sometimes we're so fixated on that that we kind of miss the other points. Um, and like you said, you kind of, like, grow and unfold. Like, I just assumed because, you know... I, I figured my life would work where I, you know, got married and lived here and just because that's what my family did and that's what all my friends did. But through time, I've grown more open to, it would be cool to live somewhere else. It would be, and I think the Lord grows you and shows you stuff as you go along that that is just as much being open, the intentionality of that to the growth the Lord is trying to facilitate towards those goals than just the end if that makes sense. Anything else with that? Um, Okay, I think work, like intentionality and work, we know from like the standpoint, my thought was like from the standpoint of like, do your job well, do well, like we know that. But the first thing that came to my mind within work was like being intentional in letting work be work. And not letting work be your life. <clears throat> and I know <clears throat> some of us struggle with that more than others. No, that's not true. Um, no, that is very true. I was going to say, I mean, also like. Drew Chapman from the sermon. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think like as, you know, teachers or people who work in education, like, I mean, it's easy to allow your life to be taken over by work. And. So, I don't know. I mean, that's something I had to intentionally learn. Like, I remember the day that I decided I will not carry a paper home to grade. Again, I will not do it. I'm not. Because it got to the point where I was, do I still do stuff off the clock? Yes, because I'm a teacher and you literally cannot function in the classroom if you don't do something off the clock. But I remember the day that I thought, I am killing myself. For something that 
it doesn't matter. Like, ultimately, if I grade this paper on Monday or I grade this paper on Friday, the school is still going to go on. The kid is still either going to pass or fail. It literally does not matter. Um, but that was intentional. I remember having to make an intentional choice on that. Um, what are other things within work or within that that intentionality has I kind of did that once. We, whenever we did our word of the year, it's not just fulfillment. Um, and trying to work ends at five because when I get home, I still have like my second job at home. So I got to a point where I was entirely too available Mm -hmm. work-wise and I work in higher education. It's Monday through Friday. Don't get me wrong, but some of my sweet, precious college students don't realize that Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I'd gotten to where I was checking my email entirely too much in in an effort to try to be very helpful because I am a people person. I want to help everybody all the time. Um, I had to just stop. I had to like, okay, five, I'm not checking emails anymore. I got teams off my phone. I've got all the things just so once the day is over, I can focus on other things. And work hasn't suffered from that. No one expects me to do anything else after hours. It was me Mm -hmm. wanting to do it to overly help people and like you say like if I answer this email at nine o'clock at night or 8 15 in the morning you're still gonna have your answer mm-hmm. so yeah I'm not there yet <laughs> <laughs> but you know in all honesty like there have been times in my career in the past 10 years that I've done that really well um and then it, it inevitably as my life devolves you know um Like, it just goes back to those old habits, and, um, I mean, I'm a physical therapist, and so I think I, maybe my intentionality in work is placed a lot in, um, I feel that being a physical therapist is also a calling on my life, like, it is a higher calling, it is my career, but it is also what I feel like the Lord has uniquely gifted me for, and I, I'm, I don't want to sound like prideful or, but I feel like where I'm at in, in a hospital setting, like I'm just good at it. Mm -hmm. Um, and number one, I feel really grateful that I have looked up and I have figured that out and I'm where the Lord needs me to be, I think, um, and, and doing what he has me do. But my intentionality along with that comes like, I want to be the best because I feel like that's my purpose. And so I do a lot of, extra studying a lot of extra um, I go the extra mile for patients a lot um, and a lot of times because I'm also in an administrative position um, my perspective is that if I do that really well then it also kind of trickles over into mm-hmm. all patients that even I can't get my hands on um, and so I almost see that as like a stewarding um, way and that, that is not wrong, any of that, to think that way. Um, and it it is important to have intentionality in that. Um, but there are definitely some boundaries that I should put into place um, that would help in intentionality for, like, giving me time to have intentionality for relationships and for my mental health and for my physical health and for, you know, other things. So you can't, can't put all your intentionality in the one yeah. life basket. Balance. Yeah. I think my intentional part of work is just kind of like you said, like to understand like this is more than a job. This is my mission field. Mm-hmm. Like I'm intentional every single day. Like 
when my kids ask me, my kids and students ask me the same questions 2,000 times, <laughs> not to just lose it on them, but to understand and to, you know, whatever. Like, I just, to understand and be intentional when I go every single day. Like, you can walk in every day and be like, oh, it's Monday. Oh, right. I don't want to be here. Oh, and there are people that do that, but I try really hard not to. I try really hard to intentionally think I'm so lucky that I get to hang out with 10th graders all day and try and make an impact on their life in some silly way, you know, teaching them the Russian revolution, whatever it is. Um, but just understanding that it's a purpose, that it's, it's not just a job, it's a mission field. Yeah. Be the sunshine, like intentionally choosing to represent the name of God, wherever you are, even if that's in G104. Yeah, 104. Almost at 106. That's Ashley. That's Ashley. Um, yeah, I think work is such a complex because so much. You gotta work to live. Yeah, and so that that really takes a bit of the philosophy out. Yeah, you know, and I've been, I've said this probably a lot the last three months, you know, um, because a lot of people, I think, their intentionality is to not work. And I know that's <laughs> like, I know I've had a lot of stuff going on, but like a lot of people feel like their time at work should be this like joyful, you know, mm-hmm. filled with friends and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's not, it's, it's kind of what Brittany said. Like work is eight to five Monday through mm-hmm. Friday. I do my best there, but I find fulfillment in the fact that I can do my job from mm-hmm. 8 to 5, and then I can move on to that next, you know, type thing or whatever. But, like, work was a punishment. Like, we did not have work until we sent. When sin entered this mm-hmm. world, like, mm-hmm. it is a punishment. It, it is hard. It is, yeah. like, yes. it is it Toiling, is not, not tending. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and your attitude makes a huge difference yeah. in it how does. you handle it. Yeah, and I have to be intentional with my attitude. Yes, same. A lot, um, for sure. Yes. Which rolls into our last little like topic side of it is being intentional in your spiritual life. Um, I know we talked a good bit about this from the prayer perspective, um, but what about? anything else. I mean, I think, I know our prayer episode, a few episodes back, if you go back and listen to that, um, I think that I learned I had to intentionally choose to do the quiet time, to get up early, to, you know, whenever you choose that. If I waited until I felt like it or until I wanted to get up early, that was not going to happen because I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like I want to sleep as long as I can. or You know, if you kind of like, I mean, with a lot of stuff that is good for building you up, if you wait until you feel like it, you're not going to feel like it. Mm-hmm. Your sin nature is never going to, you know, 100% be like, yes, let's get an hour early to do this. I think a lot, um, I think you have to be intentional with getting plugged into stuff. Yes. Like, as, you know, you can get up and just go to worship and go home or whatever. And that, I mean, that's not bad, but to really grow, you have to kind of surround yourself with people that are going to help you grow. So get intentional with plugging into a Wednesday night or a Bible fellowship or just, you know, something like that. I think that's true. When I came to Temple, one of the things that I was doing was that, um, 
I was going to a church that, like, I could check off, you know, like, I was doing the Sunday thing, but I was intentionally going there because you didn't have to get plugged in. I didn't have to get plugged in. I know our pastor, Pastor David, who we love, he's always dropping the truth bombs. He -hmm. always says to um, find your chair, Um, and I think you have to be intentional with, like Bailey said earlier, finding the time to um, spend time in the Word and in prayer, but you also have to have a spot to do that. That's just kind of finding your chair and finding a place that you just kind of, you and God kind of get together. Yeah, definitely. Makes all the difference. Yes. Okay. Anything else with intentionality? Do it. I'm I'm glad I had a whole year of trying to figure it out that I'm just now, like Christy said when we did our word of the year of, it really, you won't really start to gain to understand your word until about March of the next year. Yeah. Okay. So it's February. What? Like, yeah. Yeah. So there, I'm finally getting intentionality. <laughs> well, I think just intentionality in general is just, it's one of those exponential growth factors. Like yes. the time that you put in or the effort that you put in to do something, you are going to get returns like oh, yeah. two three, mm-hmm. ten fold um, from that. So, you know, a lot of times whatever you put in, that's what you get back. Um, and intentionality, in my experience, is not like that yeah. in any of these areas of life. Yeah. So I was going to say it's all areas. You have to be intentional in all areas of your life. Um, okay. So what do we think of the Adventurefuls um, Girl Scout cookies? I thought they were amazing. They're great. They're a little tricky because every picture is every picture looks very soft and fluffy. It looks like a brownie. Yeah, See, I think it's my I think it's my new favorite Girl Scout cookie. Really? I mean, Thin Mint in a freezer is still like right up there, but I've never I'm, tried I'm, it in a freezer. from the north so maybe they don't know up there. Go find a Girl Scout today. I'm gonna have to. Oh I think my favorite is Melissa Mela, but that the vegetables are they're very good. Yeah I was misled like you said because I yeah. thought it was gonna be like soft but it was good. Yeah. Oh yeah it's really good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll eat them again. Yeah I may or may not could eat a whole box. <laughs> right I was gonna say. look I'm convinced that Girl Scouts and Chick-fil-A are the best business models in okay. the entire world. Oh yeah. Like, sure. just like we just said, you they do not advertise anymore. They speak for themselves. Yeah. So. so there's your homework. Go find you a Girl Scout and apparently put a cookie in the fridge. <laughs> You're know. the only person sure. about that. Yeah, I didn't. Everybody Bye, y'all. <laughs> Thanks for tagging along. See y'all later. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.